0: Everybody and welcome to Soundcheck Live from quarantine. Except this is pre-recorded, so it's not live.
1: You stole my bit from last week. What the hell, man?
0: <laughs> this will be the bit. My name's Michael Livingston, and you just heard my co-host Andrew Mullen. Hello. And of course, we're also joined by our uh, podcast producer
2: Ben Ackley.
0: Yes. And today. It's just that your three boys, the originals, uh, back in the in our own chairs in the comfort of our own homes, uh, talking about something we wanted to do for a pretty long time. At least Andrew and I. You came up with this idea. um, No, I did not come up
1: with this idea.
0: No, Um, it was it was our old editor,
1: old editor uh, uh, Brent Gunn, who edited us for the first two seasons. um, He came up with the idea, um, and he even gave the name of this segment, which is Michael.
0: Hidden in the mid.
1: Which is just amazing. Oh, it so, is. yeah, um, this stuff is definitely something I've wanted to do for a while. In fact, this can even be its own kind of miniseries within the sound check uh, sphere, I suppose.
2: Um, the sound check more.
1: Yeah, sure. Cinematic universe. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, God. Our own can- the sound check canon. Insert similar joke here. But pretty much, so all the smaller bands from Michigan that you might not know, whether you live in the Mitten State or you live out of it. Mm -hmm. I think it's pretty simple, would you say, Michael?
0: Oh, definitely. And I, I figured this would have certain relevance, especially with everything going on in the world right now, to give a special shout out to some smaller bands that of course are not able to tour in this time because all these gatherings over, it's not even a number anymore. You can't leave your family unit to assemble a gathering anymore uh therefore concert industry completely kaput as of right now and um you know we're gonna have some some bands sprinkled in of just maybe some some uh underground classics that you may have never heard of before but the main focus is going to be on these up and coming bands that need some extra attention need your streams need your um your uh you need to buy their merch and their records. You need to do what you can to support these bands um, who are chances are probably living with their parents right now or trying to scrape by to uh, make money. And, you know, I mean, that's a generalized statement, but of course anything goes with, uh, you know, a musical project. I mean, Ben can probably speak on that as like, it's not technically an industry of making money.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, I've never made money.
0: So, I think this is a great time uh to do this sort of episode. And of course, to follow us, you got to visit us on Scheck official on Twitter. And you know, while we're stuck in quarantine, we've come up with some pretty great activities to hopefully get some of our listeners engaged um because we've kind of been lacking in that department for a while now. Um Ben came up with an amazing idea that I'd I'd like him to introduce because we've been doing these bracket activities. Now Uh, we started doing them last night and we all had a blast trying to uh, argue over like um, classic indie outfits. And Ben came up with a great idea for this episode. What is it?
2: Oh, yeah. So uh, we were all arguing about the best. I, I think it was like generally 90s alternative, which the answer to who the best band is there is uh, Pavement. But what I did throughout most of today is I set up a bracket of almost entirely classic uh, Michigan bands and that's not just pulling from rock it's pulling from Motown obviously rap the entirety of of Detroit music and Michigan music and we're going to be putting that on uh, the CM live Instagram we're going to be putting it on our Twitter and that's just a fun thing to fill out I think Andrew and I both ended up with the Stooges as our top Michigan band because or we're artist be. and of Michael course. ended up with uh, the Queen of Soul Aretha Franklin
0: of course you got He's
1: honestly probably the second best, or. Stevie Wonder. I mean, you—it's Stevie Wonder or Aretha Franklin or the Stooges. Honestly, there's take really a pick so
0: there. there's so many good choices on that bracket. I mean, you got the garage revival stuff like White Stripes. You got you know your your '70s rock. You got like the the Seeger, and and we even threw Alice Cooper on there, which I found out is kind of debatable. But you know, you really have all of these classic acts, and it's it's difficult. So if you do manage to fill that out, tag us in it. Um, and show us what you came up with. It'll also, be an
1: interesting... Also, say clown posse's on there. So, I don't know what <laughs> yes. much more you could want, really. Of course.
0: <laughs> if I don't see at least three insane clown posse brackets, I'm going to be a little upset at our Where view.
1: are the juggalos? Where are our juggalo listeners?
0: I know. I'm really... I'm. We're lacking in juggalos. Yeah. We're, we're, we may <laughs> cater to the juggalos. Yeah.
1: Although, I will say this, though. Is I'm not saying it just to make fun of the juggalos. I know they're misunderstood. And while I don't get the music at all, I think it is just a side point, really stupid. They're called the gang by like the FBI or the CIA. <laughs> it was one of the, the yeah. feds, you know? So yeah. Shout out to any chocolos that may be listening. Yeah. So there Going we go. Yeah. Please participate in our bracket. I think it's a really fun idea. I'm glad Ben took the time to make it. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I want to know how many people end up with the Stooges. I imagine considering our, well, I assume our listener base is—it's probably
0: going to be a lot. Oh, definitely. And you know that won't be the only thing you're going to see on our Twitter in the next uh, few days. We also have been uh, curating a list of songs for a 30-day song challenge, which you might be seeing on, you know, your friends' social media pages in various mediums. A lot of people are, you know, doing this thing where you have a set 30 days and a certain topic. Of song and you pick and you would post that song and usually they're really annoying and I never was a fan of them but considering we have three music experts in the room I mean God we gotta do one so look out on the Twitter are
1: we really expert- experts Michael
0: we are nowhere close to experts <laughs>
1: but,
0: hey, we uh we divided up um, thirty days ten songs each of us um, you know maybe you can pick out which uh, which days. Um, each of us have. I mean, it'll probably be pretty easy to figure out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it'll be a fun daily post thing that we're going to get started soon, and um, just something to keep you all updated with some content.
1: Mine has a ton of metal, so you'll be able to tell really quickly.
0: Yeah. Without further ado, I think we're ready to uh, get into our lists, gentlemen. Let's rock and roll. So another reason why we did this episode is to give me another excuse to talk oh, about for this i mean let's be real we knew we knew it was coming and i you know i strategically wanted this episode to happen because it, the best of michigan just came out with their first debut album and uh, of course i'm talking about dogleg i mean what can i say about these guys which i haven't already said before nothing exactly but they have evolved so much since i first saw them in blood at bledfest um I think like 2017, 2018, they've turned themselves on this new record into like this fiery, cathartic, post-punk thing. Like you can hear that they're a four piece now when they used to be a three piece. And I've never heard an an LP that was so consistently energetic like this one. I mean, the best thing about it is that these guys really are a live outfit. You have to see them live in order to really get the full sense of this music. And this album called Melee puts you in a live setting. I mean, Andrew can attest. We've seen them together before. These guys get you moving. You know, they'll start the pits. Um, Let me give you a first example with this song called Fox, which is the first single that came out uh, teasing this album uh, the past year. Fun fact, if you watch the music video, the um, like live concert video that, is, that goes along with this song on YouTube, you might even catch me bobbing around in the mosh pit because I was at that show where they recorded it. That was Bloodfest this past year, where I remember the smoke alarms had a defect and they were trying to evacuate everyone, but they just played straight through it. It was the mo- coolest thing I've ever seen at a live show, um, and you probably won't be able to see me because I'm such a short fuck. But still, see if you can. But
1: um, also, you hope you'll see anyone that shows right now because there are no shows.
0: So. Right? Exactly. And since there are no bands on the road anymore, I mean, let me let me try to describe to you what a live show is like. I mean, here's what you're going to expect. You're going to get frontman Alex. I'm going to butcher your last name, but uh, Stoitsitis doing handstands on stage while you got the rhythm section. Jacob and Parker um, go absolutely insane in the background. You're going to be dancing. You're going to be moshing. You're going to be singing your heart out. And after the show, the bassist, Chase uh, McKinsky, will kick your ass in Super Smash Bros. So what more could you want from a fantastic Uh. live band?
2: Actually, yeah, I had stauititis last year. It was pretty bad.
1: <laughs> this coronavirus got Damn. nothing on
0: stauititis.
1: I'm telling you.
0: Damn! Don't don't rip on my <sighs> man here. I mean, come on. Uh, but yeah, just because this album is so hard as fuck, I mean, it doesn't mean it doesn't have its, dyna- its dynamics. Um, the closure of this album uh, has just this last. The, it kind of showcases the last bits of energy being exhausted. It calls back to um, an earlier song called "Star 67" um, by fading into like this group chant. Um, it encapsulates that feeling you get um, after when that adrenaline is wearing off after moshing for like 30 minutes straight, where all you can do is like lean on that sweaty dude beside you and just sway back and forth. and in the end, it's all wrapped up with this short but sweet like string ballad, and uh, I'm going to have then play that last bit of this song called Ender. nothing else to say than check out melee and follow uh dogleg on twitter at leg underscore dog but what did you guys think
2: um i was actually really interested in seeing this band live which we were planning on doing at one point uh just didn't happen um yet but i really like this record and i can see why pitchfork gave it like a 10 it wasn't a 10 but it was 8.6
0: 8.6 yeah
2: yeah, I mean everything I like gets a 6 from Pitchfork every single time, but um <laughs> it's it's deserving of of a very high score. It's it's really good and it's sort of I know that they've kind of had like gimmicky sort of video game stuff in the past and I think that's what worried me is like okay, so it's like named after Smash Bros and like yeah. there are songs that are related yeah. to that and I was like, "Uh, but then they're actually just good songs." And they're not really related in any way that I could see, so I, I like it a lot. I think they're one of Michigan's finest right now. I'd agree with you.
1: Um, I'm gonna try to, Michael. I love you. Uh, i um, but not gonna lie. Uh, this is this is definitely like that band that you just don't shut up about. And again, I love <laughs> you, Michael.
0: Oh, I know, I know. So
1: I, um, so I, I made sure to take so just block out like the constant, shove down. The throat of you with this band, and say I did come outside enjoying this record quite a bit, quite a lot actually. Um, I would say I, I'm kind of in the same camp with Ben when like because I know like that their their previous records of this, um, they, like all their songs like started with like clips from Scott Pilgrim, which right, right, like yeah, it's like that and like the video game stuff too, like. Yeah, there were some, there were like nothing really, not saying anything was bad before. No, there was still some really solid stuff before, but yeah, there was definitely some cringy aspects. I can tell they're starting to shed away, which I like. Just yeah. Because they you really don't tell, have. You can tell they're
0: going through some sort of maturity, right?
1: There's, there's, I mean, the fact that everything's still named after a fucking Smash Brothers character is a little much. Not true. We
0: got a Minecraft reference.
1: Oh, <laughs> fucking great.
0: <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> Whatever. Wait, 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 Which one oh, is right. the Minecraft reference?
0: Ender, the very last one I just played. I, I,
1: I thought that would have been Ender Scrolls.
0: What? You, are you talking about Elder Scrolls? Elder Scrolls. Come on, Andrew. I was going to. a I played make
1: Pokemon, a... and that's like <laughs> that's all the Nintendo I needed growing up. Right. But do I know? you know, it was still, it was still great. No, I think it was still a good record. Actually, no, great record, I'd say. Um, again, they just need to kind of. I, I, they just need to be a little less gimmicky. I think that's kind of what holds them back a bit, but no, yeah. there's, there's, this was definitely a very powerful post punk emo band. Um, yeah. Definitely interested to seeing what these guys do going forward.
0: Right. Um, and lucky and lucky for the, for both of you guys and the rest of our viewers. I mean, you probably won't hear me talk about them for uh, a little while now until we all Cause see. You don't them live.
1: Have a ch- Cause you don't have a chance to see them live. So you
2: don't have
0: exactly excuse don't have to bring them, to them up live. Two Records finally out. I mean, I got no room to talk anymore.
2: Michael, but, uh, uh, next time we go see, next time you go to one of their shows, I'll come with. And if they're shooting a music video, you can sit on my shoulders so people can see you in it.
0: Oh my uh-huh. god, I would love nothing more. Oh great! <laughs> I would love nothing more. God,
1: someone's gonna do a backflip onto you though. While <laughs> yeah, you're you're right.
0: <laughs> yeah, a Kawasaki backflip. If you well, I was gonna, I, I was gonna
1: make, I was gonna make that <laughs> joke, but I couldn't remember what the first word <laughs> was,
0: so I just said backflip. <laughs> Oh, boy. Go uh, ahead, Andrew.
1: Is it my turn? Okay, well, um, I will uh, not go far from the scene, but we are taking a trip from Detroit over to, the, to our state's capital in Lansing to talk about my first band, um, a band that regularly plays with the uh, talk, like, from my understanding. And uh, while they're general, you can vaguely call them punk music, obviously they're both very different, and you get down to the details of it. Um, the band is called Gray Matter, and I think I've mentioned them on the show before. Um, I first sort of, first saw, heard, I first heard about these guys when I saw them open for Mustard Plug um, in Lansing back in 2018. I was really there just to see Mustard Plug and Laura Stevenson, who I've also recommended on the show before, and you should all go check her out if you don't know who Laura Stevenson is. But um, there were two opening bands. One of them, fuck it. The second one, I remember them being very boring. Just boilerplate, you know, punk music. Couldn't yeah. care less. The f- first band was Grey Matter, and I, my ears perked up right away because they were j- just like, just like Dogleg, super energetic, super, just lots of energy on stage, and brought. And unlike Dogleg, I would argue they have kind of a more of an interesting sound. Not to say that one's better over the other, Michael. Mm-hmm. Just their sound sounds chaotic very just kind of insane almost in a way but in a very good way uh they 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 do kind of take you for a bit of a ride and just to kind of give you a hint what that means i'd like uh ben to play us uh one of their first uh songs it's called do it yourself or don't
0: i fucking love those horns i do i know it's just uh
1: i always say they sound off key but you know they have the they have they, they have these weird they have this weird way of mixing notes together i don't know if you know what i under mean by that michael but
2: sure i Dissonant. just
1: yes Thank you. That's, that's that's what I was looking for, Ben. It's just, it's, yeah, it's just very jarring, almost in a way. But again, I just love how chaotic this brings. I mean, you can kind of, you can't really tell from this, but you'll probably be able to tell um, with the next song that we play. They incorporate a lot of different elements from like jazz and ska punk and just hardcore music, and they really kind of combine because all the, all the members of this band have different influences. I I wrote a story about them. Uh, probably like two, about a year ago now. At this point, a little over a year. Um, in fact, one of their horn players, I for, I think his name is Dom. I don't remember which instrument he plays, but he's the one of the horn. He's in the horn section. Um, he's actually a music grad of CMU, and he, prior to being a part of Gray Matter, didn't really listen to punk music. Was not into like DIY like scenes at all. He just kind of. Stumbled into it, and it's like one of like five music projects he's in, last I heard. So, Great. yeah, there's definitely a lot of interesting members in this band, and a lot of really cool influences, and it again it all kind of collides into this chaotic, you know, punk band. And I really like them. I think they have a really unique sound. Um, and I bring them up like Dog lick because they just released their first full length. They've had a few EPs and splits come out in the past. Um, Five years or so but they have had their first full-length album released this year it's called climbing out and uh here's the first i believe the first single from this if you want to play it for us ben it's called dang love yourself i hate that title
0: not listen to that thing without a smile, man.
1: What a good song. It, it's a great song, even though the title's stupid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but again, I, I also the singer Mac Doyle, I, I, forget, I forget, his name is Mac, I don't know, I forget his last name, but mm. yeah, he, he just got this great snark when he sings, man, I love it. it is, again, that band is just so full of energy. I love them. I actually even saw them uh, live a second time, and I went to a house show with Michael, Michael, yeah. what, 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 what can you tell com- me about your, our first house show, both of our first house shows was seeing Grey Matter pl- uh, oh, yeah. play somewhere in a basement in Lansing. Um, Michael, can, would, would you like to share us your experience about that and kind of your thoughts about Grey Matter as well?
0: That's probably one of my fondest memories with you because I, I saw these guys at Bloodfest. Um, this the first time I saw Dogleg too. So like I got exposed to both those bands at the same time and um, when Andrew brought up gray matter when we were just discussing music when you were about to invite me on the podcast like way like first stages of meeting each other I was like oh yeah I've already seen those guys and you're like no way we got to go see them together so yeah our first house show together and I remember fondly us standing awkwardly in the corner like the wallflowers we are and like (laughs) we didn't really know what we were supposed to be doing I mean we were not used to that environment at all at the time well and Uh, but it was still such a great time and like you know it was it was just so much fun I didn't expect how loud it would be but you know I left that house like with my eardrums blown out and my heart filled with the strange characters of DIY scenes it was it was amazing and that song do it yourself or don't I mean it perfectly encapsulates what we were kind of in like you know you can see yeah. how these venues are just kind of thrown together to show these people's art and it's so important um to for these bands that are up and coming to be part of these kind of scenes
1: yeah and yeah it definitely that's their mentality to yourself for talent i mean that might if you know, sometimes when you hear, you hear a song from a band, you're like, that's kind of like their theme song almost. That song is their theme song, pretty much. Do It Yourself or Don't. Um, that was released in 2017. That whole EP is really good. i um, I go check that out. Um, it's called Visitors. But yeah, it's, they kind of dropped the keyboard. Uh, keyboard is afterward. They haven't really picked up one up then. They kind of focused on having a horn section instead. Um, the the, fir- the, re- the whole record itself... Um, climbing out it's pretty solid uh it's a little shaky at first but um i think they need to kind of work on you know their their builds a bit but again i think i got out of it what i wanted it wanted with it so i'm pleasantly happy with the album i think everyone should go check it out but you haven't heard from ben yet um i kind of want to uh hear what you got what both michael and ben you guys have to say about this album
2: yeah um i was very pleasantly surprised i'd say because this is this... Uh I've had a I haven't really had a relationship with Sky yet. We were kind of talking about this uh before the episode. I I know like the really, really early bands, but I haven't really gotten into any of the later stuff or any of the stuff that sort of you fuse. None of the
1: third wave bands like Operation Ivy or Bless and Shake, stuff like that.
2: Right. You fuse and you start fusing ska with other stuff and it gets more hardcore. So I really, really like this. And I I actually wanted to ask, especially um, the song from visitors uh their theme song do it yourself or don't that was really to me and i know you i don't know if you've given the beastie boys time of day or you just hate them uh completely i just hate them but that if that guy is not influenced vocally by the beastie boys i will eat my hat that sounds like his delivery is so beastie boys it's crazy
0: i can definitely see that kind of like the the delivery is so hip hop and, and definitely very Beastie Boys. And I share Andrew's opinion on the Beastie Boys, not the biggest fan, but uh, but I you know when you mix it with this style of music, I mean, God, it it it's a perfect marriage.
2: Mm-hmm. It truly is.
0: It's really good. I mean,
2: it's it's one of those things where I might have to be in the right mood for it, but it's definitely it's fun. It's angry sounding. I I do like it a lot and i really like the the cover of of that visitors ep it looks a lot like the first thin lizzy album cover
1: oh i'm sure i just she's a fish i shot ice gonna get somewhere in lansing i don't know yeah, it looks the scene looks a little too happy for it to be in michigan but you know that's just me <laughs> all
0: right ben
2: okay so we, we made our trip out of Detroit into Lansing, and now we are going to go back to Detroit, specifically the small island there in the river called Hamtramck. Uh, that is where our next band, the Prude Boys, reside. The Prude Boys are made up of um, Caroline Thornbury, Quentin Thornbury, I believe their brother and sister, although they might be, uh, they might have tied the knot, as they say, not as brother and sister, obviously. and then their drummer thanks for clarifying that Connor Dodson is the third member they're a a three piece and I believe they have released three singles so far a single per band member Um, the song I'm going to play for you right now is from their most recent uh, single it's the reunion backed with daddy I'm going to play you the reunion and this song was written by Caroline Thornberry their front woman about um, the loss of her sister So that was the reunion um, by the Prude Boys, and they're one of those bands for me where, like, their first single, pretty good. Their next one, pretty good. This one, I really love, and I think they're they're a band that is sort of up and coming in their scene, and they're they're going to be one to watch in the future. I really like the songwriting, and I really like this sort of using this um, garagey kind of sound, kind of like the evolution of the the garage scene in the 2000s in Detroit. With sort of uh more melancholic lyrics and kind of sadder music that could be played acoustically if you wanted to.
0: So, yeah, I yeah. love the to- I love the tone on those guitars. It even gave me some Pixies vibes. With which I mean, that is that is an a a plus step to my heart is to is to sound a little mm-hmm. bit like the Pixies. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, I loved her voice. I loved her delivery when it first started out, very shaky, very raspy, and I, I mean. The more you played it, the more I liked it. I'm
1: surprised you got the Pixies, Michael, because the band that was coming in my head was the Screaming Females, because I, I, I the, the male vocalist in this is fine, but the female vocalist, especially on that song in Displayed Reunion, which I really like, but also the song Outlaw, I was like, it was a more of an understated version of the Screaming Females front woman. I forget her name, but you know, because she, she does a lot of that vibrato. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it has it. The vibrato's a little more understated, but still there, and it adds such this great, you know, atmosphere to this. And just such, oh it's really good. It's just a great delivery. Um. So no, this was, I thought this was probably my favorite pick of yours, Ben. I really like this, Ben. I'll definitely be keeping an eye on them.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, did Did you even catch like in that vibrato? Like, does that hit a certain like B 52s almost like spot when you hear vocals like that? No,
1: I I don't really hear it vocally, but I could definitely tell one of their albums rips off for a <laughs> of wild planet. Yeah, when their album covers definitely out. rips off the cover of Wild Planet. But I mean, that's the only real B, B- fifty vibe I caught. But uh, yeah. no, I mean, I hear vibrato again. I think of screaming females, Jello Biafra, you know, like because those are like those are the masters of vibrato, definitely. The-
2: on the on the subject of album covers i just want to point this out now so i usually this this will be uploaded on the website and and there i'll usually put links to youtube clips or like music videos for the songs if a music video exists for this um uh as long as they have it i'm going to be linking a specific spot where you can buy this music from these bands so for the most part, you're going to be seeing lots of Bandcamp links there. And I know that um, the Prude Boys, they have lots of like vinyl only, cassette only releases, like lots of stuff that isn't even streaming. Um, They have a comp with Burger Records of all the stuff they had done up to that point, I think 2018 or 2019. Um, But we're going to be linking to places where you can specifically buy this music to try and help out these artists who aren't able to tour right now and aren't able to make money on their own or sell merch
0: so i think with that we'll go back around the table and loop back to me and this next one is more to scratch my own itch because i'm a big fan of this band but this isn't a genre that we all universally share at this table uh, of course i brought a math rock band to the table and this one is called sincerely um, it's a unique detroit math rock group that Totally blew me away last year at Bloodfest. If you're starting to see a theme, a lot of these <laughs> bands came from Bloodfest. But, um, I mean, such a great festival though. And I live right across the street from it. So, but, uh, yeah, sincerely, it's this groovy, kind of heroic sounding, hard as fuck instrumental band, um, with really, I think, an approachable take on math rock. Um, their use of effects on their breakout EP has this amazing shimmering tone. It, I mean, it slashes you to pieces. And, uh, I'll show you with this first tune called A Werewolf, and Ben's gonna play near the end of the song where you're gonna hear a really great climb and breakdown, one of the best I've heard in a long time. spend as much time as we did on Dog dogleg with this middle pick but this is a band that needed to be shouted out for me they've got a couple eps out now the one you just heard is off of sweet talk released in 2017 and they put out a follow-up called good stuff last year also totally amazing i'd love to see a full-length project from these guys in the near future and one of these days i want to explore math rock with you guys because i know I mean, what's not to love? It's just really complex, really awesome guitar playing for the most part and, you know, very unconventionable kind of song structure. And I think if you give it enough time, it can be, there's something to find for everybody. And I think a great place to start is with this band. Um, They quickly became an essential in every math rock playlist that I make. Um, If this whole quarantine thing didn't happen, I mean, one of the things I would have liked to tackle this semester would have been doing a deep dive on some math rock and and giving you guys some samples. But obviously that's going to have to wait. But just from initial reactions, what did you guys think?
1: Um, I guess I'll start. Um, I like this. um, Was it completely sold on it? Um, I mean, here's so I. Loved the production. I think the guitar is, again, very punchy. I love the spacey atmosphere that they brought. It was felt epic, I'd say. This is kind of felt like epic music. I know you, you said heroic, Michael. I think that's yeah. a, also another good word for it as well. And I do like the playing. It's just, again, I, maybe maybe I just need more time to get acclimated with math rock. It's a genre I like, but again, especially when it's just instrumental, it can it, it can be a bit of a hurdle for me. Everything was just kind of blending together as i was listening to it mm. again don't this might that this just might just be a personal thing with this one but um again i i might just need more time with it too i don't know not saying it's bad it's definitely not this is if you, if you like your math rock and especially you know ones that one is that that's well structured well paced you're this this is going to be up your alley i mean this 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 doesn't i i would like what you said that this is like a good introduction to math rock. And I agree. Cause this doesn't sound like a bunch of, you know, like noodlers who have a stick up their butt, you know, and you know, sure, constantly sure. Just being like, you know, what's the word, uh, pretentious with everything. Like, no, we will do 27 time changes in, in 12 minutes. If you don't understand it. You, you, will, you are a simpleton, you know, like, no, right. nothing like right. that. I mean, this, this is very approachable for, for what it is. So no, I mean, it's definitely a solid thing.
2: Yeah, I'd say that too, I think this, so I listened to this playlist again today um, on the treadmill mm. and and that was one that I was kind of like, okay, I'm getting into this and it was it was one that was good because I could kind of, like there aren't really lyrics I have to try to focus on, I could kind of let my mind wander and I like that, I like having something like that and it was, it was something you could kind of ease into because the guitar playing is really good and really complex and it's definitely something that I couldn't do um but it was it, it it wasn't like off-putting like andrew said there weren't a bunch of time changes and weird things like as just a a straightforward four four music listener i could i could hang with it pretty easily
0: for sure well i'm glad you guys gave it a chance and you can follow this band on facebook primarily at sincerely the band
1: clever all right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, let's. Uh, we'll, we'll, I'm gonna. I'm gonna break. So for my next pick, I'm gonna break conventions here a bit. Um, I, I know Michael, and I like the idea of you know making sure we 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 talk about we highlight some bands you know that are you know up and coming or you know smaller that still can't make money or still touring. But but if we're gonna make a hidden in the mitten episode, I would be. Reminisce, I, I think it would be almost a crime not to have this band here because, in in the history of talking about Michigan music, these guys are not talked about as much as they should be, especially if we're talking about proto-punk. You know, when you have, you know, bands like the Stooges and MC5, and to a certain extent, Death Nile, since they've kind of become a cult band with that documentary that was these years ago, um, all, all these bands are still kind of talked about today and celebrated, and as it should be, obviously. But there is a band that was around the same time as the Stooges and MC5. Um, actually in the same area as the Stooges, uh, because we're now we're, we, we are now going over to Ann Arbor to talk about the one, the only, the Rationals. Uh, if you have never heard this band, you need to change that. This band <laughs> is just amazing. Uh, not quite straightforward protopunk as you might think, but in the same way that you know mc5 is where you can make a direct link from them to i guess the ramones and all that stuff but you can definitely hear a lot of that coming here with the rationals and i think you kind of get i don't want to say the best of both worlds but you kind of get bits and pieces of what makes the stooges and the mc5 great all in one band you kind of get the a lot of the soul of uh, that m c five brought and a lot of the psychedelia that the Stooges just brought together in this band mixed in with all the garage rock stuff. I think they're just a really good band. They only ever released one studio album as far as I know. Ben, you might be able to correct me on that, but uh i as far as I know, a couple singles have come out since then um but yeah, uh, definitely an important in under spoken part of uh, Michigan music history. And uh, Ben, if you don't mind, uh, play my favorite song from that record, from their first record, it's a self-titled and it's called Qatar Army. Mm -hmm.
0: talking about get like my
1: So that guy who was singing, who by the way is awesome, his name is Scott Morgan. And uh, to kind of show you how like all tightly knit these bands were in the late '70s, um, Scott Morgan actually uh, formed a very short-lived supergroup called Sonics Rendezvous Band with members of MC5 and The Stooges. So, uh, yeah, uh, fortunately they only ever released one single. It's called City Slang. I, I don't, I don't, I've never heard it, but oh. yeah, that's. Uh, is it good? Have you heard it bad? You
2: just changed my recommendation. Sonic's Rendezvous band is so fucking awesome. It's okay. so good.
1: Then I guess we'll save that for later. But um, yeah, he 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 did. Um, um, he had plenty of other bands afterwards, none of which I'm really familiar with. So I like I should, because he's a really, really good singer. And if it's anything like The Rationals, hopefully it's really good. Um, but yeah, uh, that's pretty much what I have to say about The Rationals at this point. Um, Ben, I know you're familiar with the Rationals, so uh, I don't know, can you confer what I have to say? Do you agree with everything I've said here?
2: I do. Um, I would like to point out also that the Rationals, that that record you just heard, uh, the, the song Guitar Army, um, from their debut, their debut is their only studio album. That came out in 1970, but they had been going and releasing records since 65. Um, and that was all comped on a C D uh, an album called Think Rational in two thousand nine. I don't remember what label did that, but um you can find all of their earlier stuff there. They have tons of great singles before that. Um, it's yeah, it's really good stuff and they don't get their due and I don't really know why they haven't stuck around.
1: Yeah. I mean everyone to this day still talks about the Stooges, everyone still talks about M C five and of course, obviously very um great bands and innovative bands in their own rights, and of course I think when we talk about where did punk where was punk born and you can almost make an argument for the Detroit area because of the Stooges because of MC5 you can definitely make that argument even though no ex- except for me the suicide machines and the meat men, no great punk bands came afterwards no, no very notable punk bands to say there's been plenty of great punk bands in Michigan just none of them really made any many any larger impacts on the music scene but yeah, I don't know why the Rationals aren't brought up with them. They just don't have the same cult status as, you know, the Stooges and MC5. And again, Death to a certain extent. But Michael, from my understanding, you weren't as familiar with these guys before us. Um, what, did, what did you think of them?
0: Andrew, you have probably the best recommendations out of all of us. All three of yours are stellar. And this one killed it for me. I mean, shit, man. Like... I I really never looked beyond Stooges or MC5 or had any sort of inclination to do some further searching. But if I would have been missing out on a great musical endeavor of my life, if you didn't bring this up to us today. <laughs> I listened to a couple more songs off this record. Sunset. Sunset's I mean, amazing. Holy shit, man. You didn't point out that, you know, these guys, like, you know, you think of proto-punk and you think like, Okay, so really loud guitars, but you never really think of, like, pretty virtuosic playing. Yeah. And Sunset has such great playing on it, like guitar yeah. playing. And I loved every second of it. And I loved every second of the song you brought. And uh, this is definitely a band I'm going back to. I mean, no question about it.
1: Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because they are – this is definitely uh, – uh, Hey, I'm, MC5 and the Stooges, they they had, they had some decent music but man, like I don't, none of them are as blistering or as—I want to say as tight. These guys are a little loose, but you know, in a good way. These guys can definitely play their ass off, and again, they definitely bring a lot of those, you know, aspects of psychedelia and soul, and it makes a really unique sound here. And it's all in just dirty '60s production. Ah, oh, it's so great. It's great. so good. So I'm glad you liked it, Michael. I'm really, I really do.
2: Definitely. Yeah. They do make a really good counterpoint to the stooges because you think of the stooges and they're like they're like troglodytes they're like they're, <sighs> they just play one riff over and over again for seven minutes and it's awesome like something like uh like dirt or fun house something yeah. super simple yet it works so well Yeah. This band. I... this band they can play like crazy and that works super well too so it really kind of it gives that duality that the punk scene ended up having where you'd have like like really artsy really like talented bands like television right alongside really straightforward rocking bands like the ramones. So, it's an interesting another interesting side of of proto punk. Okay. I think we can go to mine if we're good. Okay. So, we we made the trip to Ann Arbor. We hung out with the Rationals and now we are going to rock on over to Grand Rapids and hang out with a very young very new band called pay with pesos they have an ep i love
1: your trends i love our translations today i do I too this
2: this wasn't even planned it's just working
0: Great.
2: um they they have an ep and an album out right now they were started by uh singer micah Barron and bassist tom lose uh when they all found out they had similar tastes in music um i think they're all younger than us too which I'll I'll kind of talk about them a little more and how I feel about this band after this but I'm going to play you my favorite song from them which is called The Public Execution of Jimmy Fallon (laughs)
1: love this I love that title
2: (laughs) I went down to Mexico with a fire breathing dragon we stayed up all night to see the public execution of Jimmy Fallon and it was great Rode into the night I've never felt so alive It was the best But now I'm staring at an empty
0: desk On my CV And all the things I thought I hated Now I miss The brain desk, small talk, HD bliss The constant hum of boring men In ugly suits so or their shirts tucked in
2: Uh, before we go on, I would like to say about this band. Um, they are super young and they, they have an album out now. Uh, it's called Sohu. That came out earlier this year. Um, and its I think it's all home recorded. So sound quality is lacking. I, I, I would really like to talk about um, drum sounds with this band. Like the drums on a song like this or on a song like Bad Press, which is probably my other favorite from them. The drums like from a technical recording level, sound like ass. The drums do not sound good. The kick is super woofy um, and kind of like, like it's not as punchy as it should technically be, but I love it. It fits the sound really well. And I'd say that their debut album is worth listening to, to pick out some gems from that. Cause I don't think it's all perfect, but I think it's a really good first step. So what did you guys think of this? I might know. if I that- go
0: first, Andrew? Yeah. Go right ahead. One of the bands I've been getting into a lot recently, and I've been listening to more, is the Flaming Lips, and <laughs> I can hear so much Flaming Lips in this song, like the synths, the the guitar tone, and especially the lyrics. Just how weird this song is, it's so amazing. And like you've sent this to me before, um, I think like last month, um, just for me to check out. And I was blown away by it when I first heard it. And then I kind of forgot about it. And then you brought it back. And I'm so glad you did, because now it just it reaffirms that I need to get into this band. I need to follow this band. And I'm not closely tied with the Grand Rapids scene at all. And I think this would be a perfect entry. And I can see so much potential with young people that are so musically inclined, that can hear um, you know, these weird lyrics paired with these weirder synths and this... Um, you know, these amazing guitar melodies. Um, And like you said, Ben, I'm not a stickler for the drum sound on this because it reminds me of a song like uh, Race for the Prize um, Mm -hmm. by the Flaming Lips that has horrible drum sounds, but sounds perfect in the whole context of the song.
2: Yeah. I'd also like to point out on that front, this is just from like the, the context of being a musician that has like released music. This is one of those bands that makes me really jealous and feel really insecure <laughs> because like I heard that song and I, I actually found out about this band because I played a house show. I opened for them at a house show and I didn't stick around at that show. Cause I don't remember why, but I, I got out of there quick and I ended up listening to all the bands I'd been on with later. And I heard this, and I was like, "God damn it! I should just quit." It was one of those moments that you have where it's like these guys are all younger than me, and they're writing this stuff that is really, really good. Let's see if Andrew shares this opinion.
1: Um, honestly, I don't have much to say about this one. Um, it's, I think, it's an interesting first step for them. I not apart from that amazing. Song title but you of the, so, of the song- you just shared with us that that's a plus material, but um beyond that, I don't know nothing terribly stuck out to me about this band I don't know not, not to say it was bad or even boring. I liked what was going on. It's just I don't know, I feel like maybe you guys come me out with this I feel like I've heard like the the vocal harmonies this this type of vocal harmonies and this type of singing somewhere else. I don't know it's kind of bothering me. I I especially on this song I don't know it just sounds super familiar, familiar to me it's like I've heard it's like I've heard this before everywhere yet I can't exactly pinpoint it right. it is a little odd but again so it's it it feels like it does kind of feel like stuff I've just heard before um not again not to say that it's bad not to say that there isn't merit to it no I definitely think there is um I don't know I just I I'd, I'd be interested to see what where, where they go forward going next I think they definitely this band definitely has a good uh, start with what they have. Um, I just will say this though. I did really like the song. You just played this though. I really did like that song a lot, but uh, yeah, beyond that, um, I just kind of wanted to hear what these guys have going next, but um, no, I think it's still a good pick though.
0: I do agree with Andrew where like, you know, this band has so much room for experimentation and growth. Let's see something on the speed and like tempo side of that, right. you know? Um, because you know, as we know, Andrew's not the biggest fan of mid tempo songs by no stretch, No, <laughs> but <laughs> well, it depends I can totally see this band putting out a, a really fast, really energetic song at the same time.
2: Yeah. And I would, uh, <clears throat> I, I shot them in uh, a DM before this. <laughs> oh, yeah. I shot a few of these bands, DMs. These were the only ones that got back to me. And, um, According to them, their influences are uh, Radiohead, The Smiths, and Mac DeMarco. Wow, suspect from me. Uh, and their news is that they're currently working on an undefined project. So maybe there's a fast song in the works.
1: <laughs> what? What? on? Please tell me what the fucking undeprimed defined project
2: it's is. undefined i don't know what it is it could be a movie it could be a book <laughs> it's probably be working like we're working on a new scientific theory for all we know you're right yeah. maybe they're working on the cure for the coronavirus <laughs>
1: that's oh, why no. that's <laughs> undefined that's kept under wraps
0: <laughs> all right
1: oh god gonna,
0: are we gonna do we have anything else or are we gonna keep it moving? so
1: go you with know, your last pick michael i want to all
0: right let me talk about this we're on, the, uh, we're on the final round now, coming out to a finish, and this is my final pick. A band back from Ann Arbor that I've seen twice at this point. Um, again, from the same scene. The first time I saw them was at a house show opening up for Dogleg, and then I decided to catch them headlining um, a couple months after that. Um, this, and they, they've brought like some pretty true artistry to each one of these shows that I've seen. Um, Parkway in Columbia is the project of the mustached singer-songwriter Tyler Floyd, who has totally set himself apart from a lot of the projects that just imitate American football with a few (laughs) characteristics. Um, and they're all set place on this uh, new LP called Wanderer, which you got to check out. One is total perfectionist production. You can tell these songs are tight, well put together. Second is fantastic songwriting. The tunes are catchy. They're easy to sing along to, which you don't find in a lot of these, these same similar bands. Third is some great synth production, too, on songs like Perpetual Sweater, which you can hear right now.
1: I hope you will stick around Even though we're different Cause I know I'll be surrounded
0: So I imagine that I would be met with some cold shoulders with this tune and this band because of the very gentle presentation of the lyrics. Um, But I'm looking forward to seeing more great things from Tyler in the future. This guy has one of the best voices in the genre right now in terms of delivery. And you should definitely stream this new album in whatever way you can. And you can follow uh, them on Twitter at ParkwayColumbia. But what did you guys think? I I know this is a shot in the dark for this style of indie music. I know it's very light. I know it's very airy and not the uh, the best recommendation for my, you know, punk boys that I got in the room with me. But, like, I don't know. I hope you guys went in with a semi-open mind.
2: Uh, I don't know about Andrew, but I'd have to say for me, you have to remember that along with being a... um, a punk rock fan i'm a fan of jimmy buffett and i'm a fan oh. of i'm a fan of 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 i don't know how but they found me which is an offshoot of uh, panic at the disco and their bassist left and made that band which is actually good but mostly liked by preteens so i'm totally open to stuff like this and i like this one a lot i mean I think the lyrics are silly which is something I can enjoy and I do really like that that guy's voice and I like synthesizers being used uh in the way that they were used on this song especially so it's a thumbs up for me
1: well I guess I'm going to be a little more predictable here Michael um I'm sorry again I I really liked your first two picks but I wasn't sold on this one um not to say it's bad I definitely don't think there is I think there's some it definitely was some good stuff from, from the sound that I listened to. Um, I thought the builds were nice. Um, maybe it took a little too long at times. But no, I thought generally they were done fairly well. There were some good choices on here. I think in the song that was just played for us, I really liked the synth line that was kind of going underneath there. I thought that was very nice. The guy's vocals, I can kind of take it or leave it. Like I think it works a lot. I think it worked for that song. I think other times, though, it's like you sing another way. Yeah that's just me but this album was hard to get through i thought this was kind of boring actually i was really not feeling it it, how
0: much did you listen to
1: um i listened to the whole record um and by the time when i got to that eight minute song at the end (laughs) i'm like oh for fuck's sake (laughs) i was like i'm sorry michael this this this, was maybe it's just not for me but yeah, it, I was just not excited by this at all and i and I know not I everybody's mean, supposed to quote unquote excite you, but mm-hmm. you know i it just wasn't feeling it for me i because it just never all it, oh, it just felt mid tempo that entire record it felt like it was always in it got louder at points it swelled at some points, which again, I like I like those builds, but it yeah. never felt like it got out of second it never felt like it got even out of first gear, you know it just no, i got I got you i at the same pace, but yeah, I'm not saying it's bad. I just think these guys could use a little work, maybe a little diff- differing in how they approach their their stuff. Yeah, you know what I
0: mean. I, I knew this style wasn't gonna be for you, Andrew, and and I'm totally cool with that. But I needed to shout these guys out because of how they have consistently consistently been able to blow me away, and I know that they will do so for other residents of Michigan and other <laughs> people that are uh, are into this style of indie music. Um, if you're into some lighter, airier stuff that you really want to, um, you know, you don't want to get excited by it, but you want to just vibe, you know, this is, a, this is a vibe record, you need a vibe to it. So, uh, just go ahead, just go ahead and give it a shot. It's, uh, these guys are have consistently been able to impress me. And like I said, uh, Tyler, uh, I'm looking forward to what you come out with in the future. You definitely got a fan out of me, maybe not out of our boy Andrew, but hey, uh, you know. One out of one out of three ain't bad.
1: <laughs> Take it, Andrew. My last pick. We are traveling back to Grand Rapids, a city I didn't even know this band came from. Because as of recording this episode, I didn't even before researching this episode, I didn't even know these guys were from Michigan. That's kind of a, a theme I have. I, I tend to not really care where they come from, and more care about if they're good or not. So I don't know. I'm, I should say I'm not really much of a person to like oh they're from my state that means they're gonna be my heroes no i just want i just care if you're good or yeah that's just what i care about if you're good but luckily these guys are really good and um i'm glad i could talk about them for this episode they're called heaters they're kind of a very reverby surf like psychedelic rock band stuff that's right up my alley uh they started off as a under a different name i don't remember what it was doesn't matter because all you need to know is they all you need to know is what they're currently go by which is cedars uh they have i think four lps you can check out right now they're pretty consistent with recent records uh their last record was released in 2018 don't know when we're getting a new one hopefully soon um their first record was released in 2015 with their album holy waterpool uh which is absolutely fantastic i've forgotten how fucking good this album is until i was listening to it uh before this before we started recording and it's like except for like one kind of weird instrumental that doesn't really work because the transitions are super clunky um every song that's really good um they they really good at production and creating that kind of really reverb-y atmosphere that you know comes with the genre and it just works really well and they have great riffs too um, just fantastic hooks. Uh, this is just really, really solid music, and uh, I want to play um one of the one of the songs that kind of sticks out for me from from that record. It's called Propane. If you'd like to play it for us, Ben. To that record uh baptistina baptistini i don't know how to pronounce their second record but that one's also pretty solid uh there's a song in there called centennial and a song called sea both are terrific um i almost really wanted to play centennial so that one's really good but i wanted to pick something from the first record just to highlight that but um other than that i don't have really else much to say about these guys um i know i don't think either of you two were familiar with heaters before uh, doing this episode, so I'm really curious to hear what you guys have to say about them
0: This this was another great example of a just a fantastic picks you're bringing and I was listening to this album while Doing some painstakingly like going through FOIA documents and like crunching numbers that kind of thing the other day And this was like perfect music just like keep the groove keep it going keep me focused um, you know, it's, it's so reverb and it's so washed out and usually you know, as I get older, I'm not gravitating towards that style of music as much, but also at the same time, um, there's something about these songs that I'm really drawn to. And it's definitely a band I'm going to revisit. Um, I hear like bands that you and I have agreed on in the past, Andrew, like, uh, um, like Bleach is an example. Mm -hmm. And I'm even hearing like, um, some even newer school indie stuff, like, sometimes i'm even hearing like tame Paula and this stuff um like you know when it comes to re use of reverb and uh you know there's a lot to be cherished in this album there's a lot to be cherished in this band i would invite anybody else to check it out as well
2: yeah i was as far as like uh close audio companions to this would be i was getting some of that that sort of newer school of of garage like like on a song like that i'm hearing kind of the really early fiddler stuff or like the Mm. twin peaks first ep um just sort of like there are words being said you'll probably pick them out by like the 10th time hearing this but that's not really what matters you know right and i i just i do really like that sound and it's one of those sounds that yeah I've, i've kind of grown out of like michael said but it always sort of brings me back to uh to earlier high school and and middle school and and kind of that when i wasn't as musically mature i guess i would say i don't know when i when i wasn't into neil young and bob dylan and boring old guys but um that is it's it's really it's just good music it's it's a really good sound and i think lots of bands do it well and this is an example of a band that does it really well and they come from the mitten west side
1: (laughs) (laughs) west side oh god kill me for that joke alone um (laughs) (laughs) i after that i what else am i gonna
2: fucking say about them go check out it was was a solid pick
0: i think we should just keep the train going boys all right well
2: speaking of cardinal directions um we are now gonna go up north
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay that that one was a stretch but Uh, no (laughs) (laughs) we're
2: we're gonna go we're gonna finish off our michigan musical journey by going up north as many do in the summer um we're going to to lose ourselves in the woods of mystic lake in clare county michigan where the second Mm. album of our next band was written entirely in a very tropey indie sort of way um So the band I'm talking about is Bonnie Dune. Uh, They recorded this in Benton Harbor. They wrote it at Mystic Lake. Um, They are made up of Bobby Colombo and Bill Lennox, who is their, that's their songwriting team. Uh, The lineup is filled out by Jake Kamek and Josh Brooks. Um, I'd sort of compare them to maybe some of the earlier Silver Jews stuff. I'd compare them to, they they have some Neil Young moments. They have some... uh, Steve Malkmus slash like crooked rain pavement moments to me Um, and and maybe some like of the Doug Yule Velvet Underground stuff Um, but a lot of I'm gonna play you a song called A Lot of Things which is their music video track from this album their second entitled Long Wave and then I'll talk a little more about this band and what they've been up to.
0: Eleven.
2: So it was just a little of a lot of things by Bonnie Dune from long wave. And, um, this is kind of the indie sound that I like, as far as modern indie music goes, uh, country informed, I'd say, lots of acoustic guitar and, um, talking about country informed folk influenced modern indie music, this band Bonnie Dune, you might not have heard of them, but they might sound familiar to you. Thanks to an album that is blowing up right now. Um, So this band was the backing band on, uh, I'm going to do my best with this one. Andrew and I were talking about it before the episode. Waxahachie.
1: I think that's what we agreed it was called. I
2: think that's what we agreed on. Um, Katie Crutchfield is is the real name. Uh, Her 2020 LP, St. Cloud, which is blowing up for her right now. Um, My favorite solo musician, Mike Kroll, actually helps him with the design, but that's not why... I'm talking about this. I'm talking about it because Bonnie Doon was the backing band. You can really hear it on some of that music. And before I ask you guys how you thought, or what you thought of this band, I'm going to play a little snippet of a song from that record. This is Lilacs. You're going to hear Katie Crutchfield singing and Bonnie Doon playing. I get so angry, baby,
0: at something you might say. I dream about an awful stranger. we like a silent movie, I'm running like a violent song, I'm running like a voice. Come
2: So that was a little bit of lilacs from the album St. Cloud by Waxahachie, and the backing band was Bonnie Dune. So, what do you guys think of Bonnie Dune?
1: Um, might I go first, Michael? Sure. Um, as far as uh, I'll get to Waxahachie in a second, but as far as Bonnie Dune goes, um, yeah, I I thought they were pretty good. I really liked the uh, a lot of things. The song he played by them that was a really that was one that stood out to me. I mean, yeah, I, I, I liked, yeah, I like the uh, description informed of country. That was, uh, interesting. Um, I think that's a good way of putting it. Um, this is some really nice countrified, um, uh, folk music and I'd be interested in hear more from them. Um, as far as Waxahachie goes, though, I was, very, <laughs> I was very confused when you, when you put, when you put her in, uh, the playlist. I couldn't remember if she was from Michigan or not because she, she, before this she was kind of always somewhat in my radar she'd pop up every now and again and i listen to a song i enjoy it and i I don't want to say forget about her but i i would i know her enough to consider myself a fan of hers and she before she was making kind of um you know kind of in indie-fied, you know very indie folk stuff and you know, kind of very, very delicate, fairly delicate stuff with it, and, and I and I quite liked it. I always think she makes terrific music, but I was listening to some of this this album because I was curious before we started listening because I didn't know she had released a new record, and I I was kind of taken aback for a bit because especially you can definitely hear it in this song she she sounds like she has this weird cross of like Tom Petty and country music now, as well, and would still bringing some of that indie that that indie music. Uh, credentials that she has and I, w- I wonder if that was because of Bonnie Dune playing or playing on a record or influencing her I don't know because this is definitely it's definitely good I really I really like really like what I'm hearing on this album but um, it is it is different from what I've heard of hers before so I don't know are you aware if they kind of changed up her style a bit because they were playing on it or if they kind of steered her in a different direction Ben?
2: I'm pretty sure that they did I know that, um, that Katie Crutchfield is like this is uh their their most recent bonnie dunes most recent album long wave that's like that was her favorite album of that year she said in a few articles that she would just listen to it over and over again that was like her no-brainer choice for her backing band on this album so i assume that that they influenced her sound and she let it happen because um she was so enamored with with their sophomore album
0: well, I was not aware of either of these, pro- I was not, I don't know what the fuck that was, but I was not aware of either of these projects. I, I've never heard of St. Cloud, Waxahachie, Bonnie Dune, Longlave, um, all pretty much gibberish to my ears before I listened to this stuff. And um, I can say that I, I came out of it pleasantly surprised and I was a bit, you guys know I'm not a fan of any sort of slide guitar. That's kind of like my cowbell Um you know, if we're speaking in terms of Andrew, but um, th- I got a lot of this heals something for me because some this music, this tone is very hard to tame on a guitar. And it was done very poorly in regards to artists like Snail Mail and Soccer Mommy, this lush reverby tune mm-hmm. um, that I thought I liked. And then time passed. and I realized that it's awful. And, putting this, country, disagree with that, but and okay. putting this country twist on it heals it for me and and I like it yeah. and I think I'm going to revisit it, but I don't uh, know where I'm trying to tackle this project other than I, I enjoyed it and I'm interested. Um, I don't have a lot more to say on it because it intrigues me, especially because I, it's one of those things where I shouldn't like it, you know, right. but I do, you know, so I, I got to I got to give it a chance.
2: I'd close this out then with saying, um, first of all, I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but sort of, uh, the, I'd say this this record has kind of a slacker vibe. That's that's where I'm getting a lot of the the pavement Steve Malcomus sort of of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and a big reason for that is that a lot of these songs are improvised. They come out of improvisation, which I find makes sense when you listen to it. Like when there's there's the I don't. Recall um off the top of my head i think it's saved or saw a light one of the five minute songs it just sort of slows down to nothing in the middle and you can kind of hear some studio chatter in the background and i'm like i am almost positive that that's not supposed to happen yeah but it does it feels like a document and they've talked about a lot about how they like their records to kind of be a document of them in the studio Um, as far as New stuff from them. That record came out in 2018. They haven't had any new studio releases, but just recently there's a 2018 live performance at Third Man Records Cast Corridor um, that has been released uh as the Third Man Records Blue Stage Sessions. Um they were an eight-piece for that performance, and you can get that on their bandcamp. So go check that out. I don't think it's digitally anywhere. You'd have to buy it physical, baby. Physical media.
0: All right. And I think with that, if we're good on that note, that wraps up our uh, our Hidden in the Mitten Part 1 because I thoroughly enjoyed this and I hope we revisit this idea uh, next year. Um, this was a lot of fun. I, I love shouting out small bands and I know you guys too, too. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of fun. What would you guys think?
2: Agreed.
1: I agree. I'd say I th- love recommending people music. Yeah, for- it's a very... I see the smaller
2: ones. Uh, reproducible thing and i think it'd be interesting like we i know andrew went back in time with one of his recs this time but i think it could be cool to do like we could do another new music one we could do one where we focus on older bands so it's a it's a format that you will probably see coming back
0: yeah and hey if we're trying to extend engagement let us know what you think listeners and with that we'll move on to the segment that we always leave out even though this whole episode has been recommendations we're going to move on to our Weekly recommendations, just songs that we thought are particularly good this week, um, or bands or albums, etc. And today is April 14th or April 14th. So I'm going to recommend Aphex Twins, um, Aphex Twin, singular. Um, this is a project that I would not recommend under any other circumstances. But we were talking about Beck the other night. And like, this is uh, an artist that will consistently collaborate with other artists and be sampled by other artists, most notably like Kanye West has sampled Aphex Twin. And I found this song, Alberto Balsam, while just listening to like a a radio, like Discover Weekly kind of thing on Spotify. And God, I could not get this groove out of my head. It was so infectious. And I, I maybe have listened to like eight other Aphex Twin songs. Um, but I never would thought I'd consider myself a fan of electronic music. Um, but God, what an amazing place to start. Um, and when I say electronic music, I'm not talking about your EDM electric forest type bullshit. I'm talking about honest to God, real electronic music. And, and it's so good. And I, I want you guys to hear this because maybe it'll have the same effect that it had on you on me to you guys. So Go ahead and play it, Ben. really have to say is I know it's an un- unconventional recommendation, but for Christ's sakes, it's quarantine. Experiment with yourself. Do something new. Listen to some Apex. To-
1: Experiment with yourself, Michael. I would rephrase that. <laughs> Experiment
0: <laughs> with your musical taste, which is part of yourself. There you go. But what would you guys think? <sighs>
1: okay. Um, I, I guess I'm talking, so I'll go. Uh, I, I feel... I'm not an electronic music guy, so I've never really delved into Apex Twin. Mm -hmm. It's just not really my world. That sounded pretty, though. Yeah. That sounds fine. Um, I've always been put off by Apex Twin, though, because the dude, (laughs) I forget his name, he freaks me the fuck out. (laughs) Yeah, he does, doesn't he? I mean, like, first of all, he has this pervy, creepy, stalker serial killer (laughs) face in all his records. I mean, if you want people to listen to your music, maybe don't have that on your album.
0: but hey. (laughs) Probably scares. I don't know.
1: Uh but you know if you wanna get an idea of what of of what I mean, just look up Apex Twin Spectrogram on YouTube and you'll probably find what I mean by that. (laughs) That's all I'm gonna say. All right. Um but yeah, I mean it sounded nice, but again, it's not Apex Twin just isn't my thing. So cool.
2: This is one of those uh groups or people that I had seen the album art around a lot, never really looked at it um never really listened to it i'd say it's hard not to look at but um <laughs> i like it i'd say if, if there's one constructive thing i have to say about it it's that um afx twins influence looms large in the minecraft soundtrack because that is all i was getting from this
0: <laughs> <laughs> well if you listen to april 14th dude it is literally minecraft piano music it's crazy but that is not to say that minecraft music isn't one of the best video game soundtracks of the 21st century, and I will leave it at that. It's my favorite. Cool.
1: I have never played Minecraft, so fuck if <laughs> I know. I was, if you want, if you want, I, now here's the thing. If you if you two know me, the one ins, one of the few insults I will, like, I can take plenty of criticism and insults. The one I, one of the few that I, just will not ever accept and I get genuinely mad at it when people call me a hipster. Mm. I fucking hate it because it just means like, oh, you listen to smaller underground bands like all of these. You must be some sort of stoppy hipster. Dude, fuck no. My favorite song is Layla by Derek and the Dominoes. Not not really a small underground song. I like the fucking Beatles for oh, for Christ's sake. I hate that. But if you want to no know one instance in my life where you could genuinely call me that, is when I when I was when I was actually really into video games. I'm not as much anymore, but when I was back when I was younger, um, I thought Minecraft looked so stupid and it was so dumb. And probably the only reason I said that because it was the zeitgeist at the time. I just wanted to be a fucking contrarian piece of shit. I guess I don't know, but <laughs> that's why I never played it because it just looked dumb to me. And I was just like fuck this, gotcha. fuck all this. So. All right, this is the side. But all
0: right, every, now uh, everyone tweet at Andrew Mullen, Andrew Mullen for uh, calling him a hipster.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, Michael, but and then everyone tweet back at Michael. Michael likes elevator music. Muzak oh Michael.
0: my god! He's like I, Michael. Oh, music, oh. Michael. yep
1: yeah. Oh, you, oh, you don't know that one, Ben. Yeah, I, I, I was fishing around some of our older episodes a little while back, and I came across our our CD dollar bin episode, and I <laughs> forgot that. Michael found a Kenny G G C D and he was genuinely getting into it well, because
2: we're gonna move on, but uh, <laughs> I have I have a copy of Breathless on, on cassette in my car Ooh, right now. So what my bed it's, no. it's, it's kind of as a joke, but it, okay. I also love being at the dentist's office, so <laughs> <laughs> oh, next rack. I'm gonna see if I can play yours on here, otherwise I'll just add it and post. But
1: all right. Uh but do you want me to go next? Sure all right fuck it um so i when i was doing some record shopping before the world went to shit um over over uh winter break i was down visiting some family for around christmas time in columbus and <laughs> so you just pulled up the uh the album artwork and i just kind of got <laughs> thrown off for a second from this um and i was shopping in in a record store one Probably my favorite record store that I've ever been to I, I've only been to I've been to quite a few but only the ones in Michigan and Ohio. That's where I really the only place I've ever been in my life. So um, by me saying that it's not saying a lot, but one of my favorite records probably my favorite record store I've ever been to is Used kids records in Columbus. It is fantastic. They have a great punk section. Pretty solid prices, and I usually I can find a lot of gems there. So it's a really cool store. If you're ever in that city, definitely go check that place out. Um, I was digging probably through, I was either digging through the new release or the punk section, and I came across this band. It's called Os Rotten. That's the best way I can pronounce it. It's A U S dash rotten. And uh, yeah, the reason that, well, probably the main reason this thing uh, drew to me, although I didn't really see it at the time until later. It's the fact that the uh, there there is a there is this very poorly lighted uh, man in a pig mask holding what's best to be described as a dildo cross, <laughs> essentially just a cross a, or a delta crucifix, whatever you want. Basically, it's a cross and this giant dongs on there like yeah. massive dongs
0: <laughs> well how many inches are we talking Andrew while you're at it
1: um by, by, by my extensive knowledge on this <laughs> subject I can probably I'd say it, we're talking at least 12 we're talking these are these are quite monstrous I would say and, um, <laughs> <laughs> we've got to wrap <laughs> this up <laughs> and the album's called the rotten agenda I think it was released in 2001 I heard the name Osserotten before, um, but not really much. Uh, You can't find any of their show on Spotify, probably because they consider Spotify uh, too capitalist, because this is some prime fucking anarcho-crust punk. Like, if you are not, I should say this right now, if you're not into far left-wing politics, you this is probably not going to be for you. But if you like punk rock, this might be an okay place to start off with crust punk, or if you're into, I would definitely start listening to anarcho-punk, then go into crust punk, which is essentially just anarcho-punk, but better in my opinion. Uh, Nausea is a great band in the genre as well. Uh, but I gotta say, I really, I really enjoyed listening to this record. Um, they, they, it's nothing complicated. The music's just gonna be standard, very meaty, very powerful, punchy guitar tones with just these standard uh, drums you know you know blast beats I wouldn't say blast beats but you know super steady fast drums you're not getting anything super complicated there but you are going to get and again this is only if you're into these kind of politics great lyrics I think the, I think the lyrics on this record were just fantastic uh again if you're into the politics that I am you'll you'll absolutely enjoy it and if you just want some fucking punk rock to just mosh out to in your bedroom while the quarantine this is also a great option too because you're not Goshing with anyone else for any time soon. So you might as well do it by yourself. Um, I'm going to have Ben here play a song from the record. It's called Modern Day Time. Uh, I mean again, if you know Crust Punk, you pretty much know what that band is. Uh if you're not into it already, probably not can change your mind. But I really liked it. I think they have some really, really powerful lyrics in in, in this record and just I, I thoroughly enjoyed it all the way through. I actually liked the I think the production's pretty good. Most of the production in these bands aren't fantastic, but I think again this was really punchy, really meaty, Um pretty much everything I would ideal production for for this band for a chain, for, for this genre I should say for a chain. So yeah. Um, I liked it a lot. Um, again, you'll have to look on YouTube for it. Uh, classic Andrew move, not on Spotify <laughs> again, prop, none of their stuff's on Spotify. So you have to look all, up all their stuff on YouTube. But again, I think it's worth watch. It.
2: Yeah. I had never seen a dildo crucifix before, so you've enlightened me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go into my, my recommendation, and this is a seat of the pants last minute recommendation that we mentioned earlier because uh, no one had heard Sonic's Rendezvous pan before. Um, this is off the top of my head, so I can't promise it's all fully accurate. But um, they started in the mid-70s, put out one single, and in, in I think 76, it was this song that you're about to hear, City Slang. Um, that was the A and B side just that. It might have been a mono and a stereo on the different sides, but (laughs) officially released one song. There has been a uh, compilation recently that has 66 songs on it, mostly like rehearsals and um, live stuff, but there is original stuff in there um, and some Pretty good sound quality, especially if you're talking compared to like Stooges bootlegs and stuff like that, like there's better sound quality than you can get on a lot of live recordings of the more famous bands from this scene. So I'd say check out this band, sort of a a super group of the Detroit sound, and this is City Slang.
0: stuff very good stuff
1: that was really good uh mixing needed some work but probably not gonna happen now but no that was (laughs) pretty strong um yeah yeah scott i feel like after looking at that wikipedia page i feel like scott uh from from the rationals has like a lot of great music i just have yet to just look into i don't know could be i feel like it could be like a brook erickson situation where after his Initial 60s band, he went on to have do a lot of great music afterwards, but I could be wrong. I, I, Based on this, though, I'm certainly interested in looking into it. Yeah,
2: I'd say, at, at the very least, Sonic's Rendezvous Band, that song, worth checking out. There's a lot of other good stuff there, too. Lots of cool old-school old rock covers and, and stuff like that. Good originals. Check it out.
0: Awesome. So that'll wrap up our episode this time around, but as we said at the beginning of the episode, you have something to do. Go to our Twitter and fill out that bracket and uh, tag us in it. Let us know what you're thinking about some great classic Michigan artists. Uh, Anything else for you guys to say?
1: I don't think so. Um, Don't don't know for sure what we're doing next weekend. I do know know what we're doing next weekend.
0: Next weekend, uh, we have a CM Life staff member. I guess former CM Life staff member now. Yeah, Yeah. she
1: doesn't really work for us anymore. She's gotten... A job over at, uh, where is it? Muskegon. She yeah. works at, but, uh Muskegon paper now, but who is she, Michael?
0: Uh, we're going to have Melissa Frick, hopefully, on uh, the podcast next weekend uh, to talk about some Mac DeMarco, uh, something Ben and I have been wanting to talk about for a while and something Andrew is very delayed on getting into. So it'll be a fun one.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, and if that name sounds familiar to anyone, um, any Perhaps long-time listeners of the show, um, she was she was a guest on all the way back in our very first season. When we talked about the Strokes, so she will be a returning guest for us. Very excited to have her back on. Um, other than that, I think that's everything, guys.
0: Right? All right. That is everything. And with that, good, good night, night, Detroit. Detroit.